I want us to fight differently. I want us to fight differently. I want us to not fight in the way that we have been fighting. What do I mean by that? Posting things on social media, or maybe you are used to fighting by being passive aggressive, or you fight in the way of being petty, or you like to call people out, or you just said you have the mindset of this is just who I am and I just tell the truth. It is what it is. I want us to fight differently. I want us to be able to fight the way that God calls us to. Because we know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But the truth is, a lot of times the fight that we're dealing with, it has nothing to do with other people. The fight that most of us battle with, that we struggle with the most, that is that is so challenging for us to conquer, is the fight that's within the mind battles, discouraging comments to ourselves, negative thoughts about ourselves, all of these things. So we have to fight differently. Maybe the way you fight with others is really how you fight with yourself. Do you show compassion to others when they have fallen or messed up? Do you lend a helping hand? Are you trying to give them another chance? Or do you not give them another chance and you do that to yourself? I want us to fight differently. We have to use the tools that God has given us. And we're going to stop fighting the way that man has taught us, but fight the way that God requires of us. Let's talk. Welcome back. I am so excited that you are back. Thank you for coming back. This is Conquering Me Podcast. This is Jennifer Jefferson. And on this podcast, we talk about the joys of developing a personal relationship with Christ. At the end of the day, that is what this walk is about. It is about spreading the gospel, bringing people into the kingdom, uplifting our other brothers and sisters, loving on all people, if they are a believer or not, being kind to all people, if they are a believer or or not. But it's really just about exemplifying who Christ is and walking that walk, not just talking about it, right? It's about walking that walk. So we're going to continue our conversation about spiritual warfare. And as I was preparing for this episode and just the whole series, this one's particularly, I realized that the way that we fight We fight based on what others have taught us or what is popular for today's culture. So every era, every time in history, we can see there was a a particular style of fighting or combating or uh, withstanding certain uh, temptation, right? So nothing is new under the sun, but I always look at it as nothing is new, but there's certain habits or spirits or ideas that are a little bit louder than other ones. And so I see how we are fighting in this world and it is so concerning. We are, we fight a whole lot more on social media 
You see us coming at each other. I'm talking about, I have seen married couples, married couples, hands down, throw daggers at each other. I have seen parents and children just go at it on social media and we're like, whoa, this is none of our business. Like what is happening? And so I always wonder if the way that we treat others, does that reflect the way that we treat ourselves? Do we show compassion to others? Do we show love to others? Or do we have these very, very, very high expectations on other people? And, that, and we really do that to ourselves. So that means it's hard for us to forgive, not only others, but to forgive ourselves. It's hard for us to give other people second chances, not only them, but ourselves, right? So when I said earlier about how I want us to change how we fight, one of the things specifically that we have to look at fighting differently in is sometimes your fight is just standing, standing firm, standing firm on who you are, standing firm in what the word of God is, standing firm on, on the principles of the Lord, standing firm in his righteousness. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of the battles that us, that we go through, it's not about us combating, right? It's not about us um, necessarily like throwing it back at them. I'm trying to think of another word. Like someone throws something at you and it's like, I got to throw it back. Like that's how we view fighting. And the Holy Ghost even had to mature me as I'm studying this and as I'm walking with him. The, the Lord had to mature me and how I viewed fighting. And I remember my husband and I having this conversation maybe about, I would say earlier this year, where we just said maybe the fighting, because when we say the scripture, which is what we have been studying, which is Ephesians 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And he said, sometimes maybe it's not the actual wrestle, it's the withstanding, standing firm. And I really want to focus on part of this, majority of this conversation about standing firm in God. A lot of the fight, we can just stand firm in God and his righteousness and his glory in his love and his salvation and what he has done because we know that the battle is not ours, but it belongs to the Lord. So my father passed away about um, August. It was August 7th, 2020. And I remember... All of us, of course, being sad, we really loved and honored our father. I have been blessed and fortunate to be raised in a household where my parents loved each other. And what we always say, they not only loved each other, but they liked each other. They actually liked to hang with each other. They loved to spend time with one another. And after my dad passed, I remember having this dream. And this dream, my dad came back and, and we were in um, our house, the childhood house where all of us grew up. And I was in the living room and my my oldest brother, there's, I have three older brothers, but the eldest of the boys, he came in with dad and, and he was like, dad's back, dad's back. And I'm like, I'm like, in the dream, what was so crazy? In the dream, I was looking at my dad like, you're not supposed to be here. 
you're, you're done with this, with this life. You're supposed to be with the Lord, like resting, like what's happening here. So in the dream, I remember my big brother coming in and he was like, dad's back. And there was a smile on his face. And my dad sat down and I remember him sitting down and my mother came around the corner. And so she was shocked. Like, Arnold, why are you back? Like, what is this? Like, it was it was spooky for her to see her husband back, you know, because we just buried you. Why are you back here in the living room? And I remember coming down the hallway and just coming around the corner and I just looked at my dad. I said, what are you doing? Why are you here? And my dad, he just looked at me he, and he said something to my brother. And, and I remember looking at my dad's feet. And in the dream, my dad's feet look very uh, big and swollen and slightly reddish. And I was like, Dad, why do your feet look like that? And he said, there's a lot of standing up there. And I just kept looking at him. I said, what? He said, there's a lot of standing up there. He said, you have to stand. And that's all he kept saying to me. Jennifer, you have to stand. And then I remember waking up and I remember thinking like, that was a crazy dream that felt so real. That felt so, ex it was just so real because part of it, even thank you, Holy Ghost, even as I'm talking about this, I did have another dream and his feet were the same. It was like, it looked tired and worn, but it was really red. And so maybe the Holy Ghost will give me more understanding about even the color red of why it was so like flush. It was like this, like just very tired, worn out, but it was just this reddish color. And I just remember waking up and thinking like, stand, stand. Okay, God, I have to stand, stand firm, stand on what you have called us to stand in what you have said, stand on the truth of who God is. And in Ephesians six, we're going to continue our conversations in Ephesians six. And I want to start off in verse 13. I believe last time, what well, we did, we mentioned verse 10, 11, and 12, but I want to start off in 13. And it says this, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand. Verse 15, I mean, verse 14 says this, stand firm, then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breast, breastplate of righteousness in place. So it says, therefore, put on the whole armor of God. So we've put on the whole armor of God. What does that mean? That means I'm ready to go into battle and we'll go into what the whole armor of God is. And the thing is, as Paul was writing this, he was using the examples of the Roman soldiers. He was in jail while he was writing this. So he was using the examples of the Roman soldiers and what they look like and how they had to suit up just to be in position. They weren't necessarily in battle, but they were in position and they were ready to go into some type of physical altercation. Now, once again, he was using the analogy of what he saw. And I do suggest that um, a great series to watch right now to maybe get some clarity on what that armor looked like. Look at, ah, uh, it's the show that's out, The Chosen. I just started watching that. It is on Amazon Prime and it's on Netflix. Or even just look at movies where it has like Roman soldiers from back in the day, you know, when I say back in the day, honey, 
centuries, right? But it gives you a better understanding on how they dressed and it gives you a better understanding of what it means to have on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate plate of righteousness was this entire plate that covered pretty much the whole upper body, except for the arms, because it needs to protect the most vital organs. So it's not our righteousness that protects us. It's God's righteousness. It is not for us to say, oh, yes, I've done this in the name of Jesus. Or I'm this amazing worship singer. Or, you know, oh, I've gone up here and I've I've helped um, these homeless people or whatever. It's not our righteousness that saves us and protects us. It is God's righteousness. But think about it. These soldiers had to put on their full armor, even if they were just walking around and patrolling areas. We can look at uh, the police today and, and American police, whatever you're, you know, right now we're in a political climate to where some people have some issues against the police, whatever it is. I'm not going to go into all that. But my point is this. I want you to look into, look at when the police get on their job, even if they're just walking a neighborhood or some place, some places like New York and some other places, they have police on horses. They put on the full attire as saints. We have to put on the full attire so that we are ready to just stand ready to just walk, ready to protect, ready if we do have to come against anything. And once again, a lot of the things that we have to come against, it is not other people. It is our own battles. Are you standing on the word of God when you're facing an immense amount of discouragement? When you yourself have discouraged yourself multiple times, and I'm saying this because sometimes we are putting all the heat and all of our life issues and all of our failures on everyone else. But God is like, this is an internal thing that I need you to, to, I need you to work on this. I need you to give this up. So when we stand, we have to realize, what am I standing on? Right? And so that we can withstand the evil day. We can withstand the attacks of the enemy. I love what the enduring word says this. In this commentary, you all have heard me talk about enduring word commentary. And it's a very, very good study guide and also commentary. So when we talk about verse 13 and 14, and I want to read that again. It says, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Remember, I talked about my father and how he came to me in a dream and said, there's a lot of standing up there. And he kept telling me, Jennifer, stand. You have to stand. So for me, I look at it as I need to be able to stand my ground. After I've done everything, I need to stand. After I, like, don't don't waver in this walk, but I love what Enduring Word says. It says, God gives the Christian a glorious standing to maintain by faith in spiritual warfare. And he's commenting on the scripture that we just read. And it says this, we stand in grace according to Romans 5 and 2. 
which says, the whom also we have access by faith into this grace is which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. It says we stand in the gospel. Moreover, brother, I declare to you that the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received, in which you stand. We stand in courage and in strength. First Corinthians 16 and 13. Watch steadfast in faith. Be brave and be strong. We stand in faith. That's according to 2 Corinthians 1 and 24. Not that we have dominion over your faith, but our fellow workers for your joy, for by faith you stand. We stand in Christian liberty or liberty through Christ. That's how, I, you know, for me, I like that. We stand through liberty through Christ as a stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, I can stand in the fact knowing that I have, I am free. I stand in knowing that I have liberty because of Christ Jesus. And the scripture continues, it says, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. We stand in, and we stand in unity through Christ. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or I am absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. And that's Philippians one uh, twenty seven. It continues and it says this, we stand in the Lord, Philippians 4 and 1. Therefore, my beloved and long for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved, and we should stand perfect and complete in the will of God, according to Colossians 4 and 12. Um, Ephraim, who is one of you? I, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayer so that you may stand perfect and complete in all of the will of God. Wow. That was a lot of different things that we can stand in according to scripture. And that's not even all of them. <laughs> that's not even all of them how we should stand and so I, I want us to look at this like being firm in God being firm in the word of God being firm in your hope in Christ that I believe is like majority of the battle it is majority of the battle. So we know, according to scripture, that the, uh, the weapons formed against us shall not prosper. But what happens is when the weapons come at us, some of us, we fall out. Like it, it, it takes us out. One thing I had to realize, if I'm not on my word, meaning if I'm not praying, if I'm not studying on a consistent basis, when I say consistent, I mean like multiple times throughout the week. The mind battles that I have are vicious. I go to these very dark places and I go to these very sad places where it seems like it's hard for me to get out. Then it was like, eventually I caught the wisdom of saying, girl, you need to fortify your mind. You need to really, really, really understand the season that you are in because see how I would pray and study was fine for the previous times. 
But where I am today, the Lord is like, no, you need more because the attack is greater. So I knew that the attack would not consume me. And I knew that the attack would not take me out. But the problem was I was being left wounded and it was, and the enemy had too much access to me on a mental level. So now I'm in this place of coming against, coming against, coming against. And so part of the standing was, God, how do I strengthen my stand? I strengthen my stand by studying your word. I strengthen my stand. I'm making sure that I am strong in what you said. And it's so funny. One of my good friends, her and I, we just kind of hanging out and, and I was standing by her and she just kind of kept wobbling and I, I, out of nowhere. I did. I said, girl, lock your knees, strengthen your core. I said, what's going on? Why you keep wobbling all over the place? And we just both fell out laughing. And the truth is, even from when you look at it from a physical place, if you don't have a strong core, strong back, a strong knees, you can't stand a long time. So people tell you, well, you got to get in shape or at least, you know, go to the gym, do a lot of walking. There's certain things that you have to do just, just to even stand. That is my point. In the physical, like I admire anyone who has to be on their feet all day at a job. Anyone who has to be on their feet legit hours and hours and hours upon end, that takes a lot of your on your body and you have to build up to that. When I first started working retail, my first little job, I had no idea. I was 18 years old at the time. I had no idea that standing still or standing in a long place in one position would be painful. Hello, saints of God. Nobody was coming at me. It was a fact of standing was bringing some type of issue. Standing, my body was resisting because it was not used to it. My mind had to wrap around it. Stand firm on God. First Peter 5, 9 says this. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. So a lot of the stuff that we need to resist, it is by standing firm in our faith. But how do I know my faith if I don't study my faith? How do I know Christ if I don't talk to Christ? I need to be able not to only talk to him, but be able to listen to what my heavenly father is saying. I know that the battle is not mine. Why? Because the Holy Spirit and God are always, and I mean, Jesus are always interceding on my behalf. So I don't have to worry about this stuff because they got this. God's got this. Jesus is always interceding. Can you imagine that? Jesus himself is always interceding for us. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58 says this, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. How do we stand firm? How do we remain immovable? Meaning I'm not going to move. I'm not going to remove from my position. I'm not going to remove from my faith. I'm not going to allow disbelief and, and discouragement to come in. I'm not going to be frightened. I'm not going to allow worry to consume me. I'm not, see, and I'm not going to allow self, self pity to come in and make me feel like I need to be in a pity party. I'm not going to allow this stuff. How do I make sure that I do not allow this stuff? We have to become his students. We have to 
stand firm? How do I know what I'm standing firm in? It is the Holy Spirit and God himself who locks me close to him. I pray this prayer often. Lord, keep me tethered to you. Keep me at your feet because it is not my will that can do it. So I make sure that I'm standing firm in him by my language, making sure that we give God the glory in all things. Remember, we just talked about uh, being righteous. It's not, I'm not, it's the breastplate of righteousness. It's not my righteousness. It's God's. So I have to make sure that with my words, I am combating self-righteousness. When I feel down, when I feel pity, when I feel like life is over with, I have to use the word of God to uplift me. One of the things that I, I encourage people to do is to write a testimony book. It can be a book. It can be in your phone, however you do it. Write down the things that you know God has already done for you. What has he done for your mother, your father, sister, brother, best friend, maybe a, a, a spiritual mentor, somebody at your church, or you read a story somewhere? What is it that God has done for you? These are the things that keep us so firm in him so we can stand firm. So when the attacks of the enemy comes, we won't fall by the way, wayside. What are some promises that he has made to you via scripture? This is what the word of God says. So I hold on to that. One, um, Charles Caps, he is, I think he passed away, but um, he is an amazing author and I have some of his books and he has a few like small books where it's just, he takes the word of God and he uses it kind of like a um, as affirmation. And he takes scriptures and he just says, and he says, if you're feeling down or if you're feeling lonely, quote this over yourself three times throughout the day. And look for, you have to look for things that I can, that can feed your spirit. If you have to record yourself, give yourself a voice note, right? Make a little voice note on your phone and you create a whole library of your voice uh, reading the word of God. Your voice talking about the things that God has done for you that maybe no one else knows, Sometimes we have to testify to ourselves and remember what the blood of the lamb did for ourselves. Don't wait till Sunday morning or wait till you see somebody else to testify, to give your testimony. You know, because here's the truth. A lot of things that some of us face that we deal with um, internally, we don't want to confess because maybe you're at the point now like, oh, I don't want to tell my business to people, which is wise because truthfully, God does not want us to give all of our business. Even when sharing your testimony with others, you need to be spirit led. But it's how do we stand firm? Stand firm. Standing is a lot. But standing lets us know if I stand, I know that if I'm standing in, in God, standing in the Lord, standing in all these things, I know that I, I, I am okay. I am victorious because of Christ Jesus. But then also, I understand that I might be attacked. This is why he says, stand. So anticipate the attack. Know that it will happen. That was a huge, I feel, a huge pivot in my life. 
when I stopped running from things because I was like, Lord, I just don't want to deal with it mentally, spiritually. And I just had to, it was like the Holy Ghost just matured me. It was like a light switch. Jennifer, you will go through things. But with me, you are okay. With God, I will soar. None of us can not go through this life without having some form of a of a down moment, some form of a valley moment, whatever that valley looks like. But because we have Christ, we know that we can stand firm on him and knowing that everything is all right. I really want us to know more about Christ than to know more about ourselves. The breastplate of righteousness says, hey, it's not about, it doesn't say breastplate of self-righteousness. No, I don't, Jennifer can't protect herself. My wisdom is not, is limited. My knowledge is limited. So if I try to go into this thing, any type of spiritual attack, any type of thing, I, I was I was thinking about this the other day and I've heard people say this and they have the right to believe this because God gives us all the choice to believe and follow him or not. But I've heard people say, I'm not going to believe in a God or a higher being. Right. I've heard people say that they said, I'm a believe in myself because I know myself. And then I, I just really was pondering on that. And I said, truthfully, we really don't know ourselves. And I don't want to really believe in myself like that. You know why? Because I'm limited. There's only so much I can do. I am limited as a human being. I am limited based on where my location is, where my um, finances are, all these things. I am limited. I am not a person without limits. Now, yes, I can encourage myself and say, Jennifer, there is no limits. But the truth is there is no limits in God. But there are limits in me. And we say that, oh, I, I you know, I know myself. I know how I'm going to act up. Do you? So you're telling me you have never surprised yourself have you ever had a situation where you surprise yourself for the positive, right? Like, oh my gosh, I really did that. I accomplished that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you celebrate it. You're like, yes, good job, good job. Like that alone, you surprise yourself. That's a positive, right? But what about the other surprise? Maybe someone triggered you and you thought about it later, like, how did I fall for that? So we really don't know ourselves as much as we think we do. Not the way God does. The Bible says that he knows the numbers of hairs that are on our head. What? I don't even feel like counting my hair when it sheds, when it's combing. I know I think it's statistically they said your hair sheds like uh, 150 strands a day somewhere around there. Like that's normal. I don't even know what that looks like for to, to be called normal. And so I understand why people say that. And I'm for me, I don't agree with that, but that is their right to believe what they believe. But for me, I don't want to put all my faith and trust in myself. Absolutely not. The Bible tells us as believers in Proverbs that a fool even trusts himself. 
The Bible likens us to a fool that is in Proverbs for us to trust ourselves because our trust and hope should be in God. That is who we stand on. We stand on his righteousness. His righteousness protects us. It protects our hearts, our lungs, the most vital organs. This is what the analogy is. The Bible, it says his righteousness protects our most vital parts within our body. And the helmet of salvation, child, we know what that is. So for some of us, the main battle is standing. It is not necessarily coming against the enemy. Like maybe you see in the apostolic churches or Pentecostal churches where we say we bind you, devil, in the name of Jesus. And we we come against you, devil, and all these other things. Like there's there's a place for that. I'm not disputing that. But what about our day to day? What about standing firm when the enemy tries to tell you that you're not good enough? What about standing firm when your life is not how you desire? What about standing firm when something major happened in your life that you did not anticipate? How about this? What about standing firm when life is is going the way you want and you're excelling? Everything is coming your way. Can you stand firm against pride? Can you stand firm against haughtiness? Can you stand firm against things that take the glory from God and place it on you? Because I just don't want to talk about when you're going through things. Because that's one of the wisdoms that I'm asking the Lord to teach me. Lord, teach me, number one, how to articulate who you are, articulate your love, right? And I understand even with that, it's only so much that he will privy me to, right? He will allow me to discuss and allow me to really feel. So I've been asking the Lord, Lord, teach me, Holy Ghost, how to see you and, and, and articulate you in a different level. But also, Lord... Teach me how to talk about you in a way that is not always attached to struggle. Because I don't want to know Christ only in my struggle. I want to know Christ because he is Christ. But then also understanding that even when life is great and grand and everything is going the way that you desire, I'm talking about your doggone goals are being knocked out and everybody's like, yeah, you killing it. All these other wonderful things. Can I still stand firm in the word of God? Can I stand firm in his truth and his righteousness? Can I stand firm in knowing that it was the Lord who opened these doors? Can I stand firm in humility and saying that it is not me, but it was nothing but God? Can I still be able to walk away from it if the Lord tells me to? Ooh. See, we have to look at the full 360 view of what the attacks may be. Can I still look at people with love as I succeed and progress in life? Or will I battle with looking down on some folks? It is so unfortunate to hear so many Christians tell people that you need to pull yourself by your bootstraps or the saying that I've heard this so many times that God helped those who help themselves. I don't, I'm like, what Bible are y'all reading? God stayed helping folks who could not help themselves. 
And he did help those who did help themselves. I mean, it's just, he helped those who didn't believe. Like, so this is what I'm saying. Standing firm on the word of God and standing firm in God. It's not just what I'm going through. But also when I'm on the top of everything, top of your career, your marriage is good. Relationship is good. Your skin is clear. Your hair is flowing. Whatever it is. Can I still stand firm on the Lord? We have to fight differently. We have to fight differently. We can't fight in being passive aggressive, being mean, being petty, throwing stuff out at people on social media. We can't. It is time for the saints of God to separate themselves by how we fight, how we encourage one another and how we stand firm on the word of God, stand firm in Christ Jesus and stand firm in how he has called us to walk and also stand firm in how he's called us to be separate. There is it's a time for us to really get to this place. And I don't want to say like all of us are there because it's not that. I, I try to make sure that my words don't convey that it's all Christians and all uh, believers because there's millions, there's so many Christians across this world. But my prayer is that we just continue to stand firm because the, the fight and the battle, it is a continuous one because the enemy does not want us to proclaim Christ Jesus. I've heard people say the enemy doesn't want us to win. Here's the truth. He doesn't want you to give God the glory. He does not want you to make Christ the center. He doesn't. The enemy does not want you to utter that Jesus did it all for you. That Jesus is the one who set you free. That Jesus is the one who opened the door. That he is not only your salvation, meaning that you came to Christ through the door because he, they, they do. The Bible does liken him as the door. But also he is your continuous savior. He is always saving us. That's what the enemy doesn't want. So a lot of times like, well, the enemy doesn't want me to win. No, he doesn't want you to talk about Jesus. That's what he doesn't want. So in everything, Lord, stand, help me to stand firm. Help me, Lord, to stand firm in you and proclaiming you your glory. And like my mama would say, in Christ crucified and the one true risen Savior. I pray that you have learned something today. I hope that you have gained something today. Standing in God, it is possible. I truly believe that is majority of the battle. Just standing, standing firm. And I want you to try something. I want you to, if you're not used to standing long physically for a long time, I want you to try something. I want you just to see how long you can stand. Stand in one position without moving. And then I want you to time it. See how long you last. But then also start to think about what happened mentally. What happened physically? Where your legs start to get itchy? Did your back start to hurt? I want you to think about these things. Why am I asking you to think about these things? Because God is so good to where he allows us to see things and understand things as natural so that we can understand the spirit. So as you practice that 
And as you do that and just really think about what's going on mentally, emotionally, like what's going on throughout your whole body and how you want to move, but you couldn't move and all these other type of things, then I want you to think about what happens spiritually. When things get uncomfortable, how do you respond? What happens to you when things are not how you desire spiritually? When you feel the attack spiritually, how do you respond? I want you to think about that. Pray about that. And ask the Holy Ghost to reveal to you, how do I respond when I get uncomfortable just by standing? I love you all. And like what we always do, we're going to pray. God, I thank you for this time together. I thank you for your word and your truth. I thank you for your promises. I thank you for being our one true savior. I thank you for being all that you are. Words cannot explain who you are. There is, we just can't give you enough thanks and praise. God, teach us how to stand. Let us be your children to where we desire just to stand. Sometimes we feel like it's a fight, like we have to go into this battlefield. But you've told us so many times throughout your word that it does not belong to us. It belongs to you. And so really what we have to do is stand firm on who you are and knowing that our father got this. I'm going to stand firm on the truth. I'm going to stand firm on the gospel. I'm going to stand firm with the breastplate of righteousness over me. I'm going to stand firm in all that you are so that we will not be taken out by anything the enemy tries to throw at us. Lord, we thank you for strengthening, strengthening those right now who may be going through anything. Maybe, and I hear this specifically, maybe someone right now, I hear them saying, someone told them, you know, you don't pray like you used to. You don't read your word like you used to. You're changing because your career has taken off. All these things are taken off and you're changing into a person that does not necessarily glorify God. You do it every now and again, but not as much as you used to. I pray you see that and that you turn from that and realize that's the enemy trying to create distance between you. But the blessed hope that we have is that nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ. Nothing. Christ will never let go of any of us. Even if we take two steps back. Even when he returned from the grave. He said, go get the disciples and Peter. Peter denied him three times, but he said, go get Peter. He is always chastening after us. He's always loving us and we thank you for that. God, right now, anyone who wants to experience your love as a personal savior, if you want to be saved, I pray that you pray this after me. Lord, come into my life. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you are my firm foundation. Teach me, oh Lord, how to do that and how to stand on you and what that looks like. But God, I accept you as my personal savior and my friend. If you have said that, we are rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. God is so happy that you are back, that you are his, you are in the kingdom. Please find a church home. Always be patient. Always be patient when finding a church home. Why? Because humans are humans. Okay. Okay. 
So (laughs) stand firm in this battle. Stand firm on God. Stand firm in his truth, knowing that the battle, it is not yours, but it belongs to the Lord. I love you all and I will speak to you next Friday.